0: So I went down the rabbit hole of of human design like we all do (laughs) when we learn about it. And I just cried. Like I cried tears of just being understood and seen and understanding why I felt like my career path in corporate was so hard and so difficult. It just made complete sense. And I felt like someone had taken the sunglasses off and said, here you go. Like, here's, here's what you need to see.
1: Welcome to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today we have a guest expert. Kendra Woods is the founder of Soulful Success by Design, and she is a human design coach whose philosophy, and I love this, centers on transcending conditioned consciousness. We are definitely going to talk about that because I just love the way that you phrase that. So, Kendra. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation today.
1: Yes, me too. Let's start with you sharing a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Sure.
0: So a little bit about me personally. So I am a mother of of three children. Two of them are older and out of the house. One is in the military. Uh, The other is she's finding her way out there in the world, uh, working in the restaurant industry. And then I have a 12-year-old who is here at home with this she's a baby and uh i am married to a wonderful man like he's truly is amazing he's a uh, a fireman in the military so we're a military family um and that is that's my heart that's kind of the reason for for everything that i do uh, in my life in my business um i live by the beach which i absolutely love never thought that i would live near the beach, <laughs> but I do. So that is great. And of course, as you mentioned, um, when you came on, I am a human design uh, coach, guide, kind of use those words interchangeably, and um, have been kind of in this space, well, online space, I'll say, for the past seven, seven years.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing all that. And you have such a great story that serves as an amazing example of someone who started down a path that you thought was aligned, thought you should be doing, and realized at a certain point that it wasn't right for you, and it was actually really harming you to be doing something that you didn't love. So I'd love if you could share your story about where you started with your career and how you ended up in human design. Yes, absolutely.
0: So I started out what I, in what I would say the traditional you know, way that we are all taught growing up, right? go to Go to school uh get your education, find an amazing job. And so I, you know, I did all that. I went to um went to two colleges, Georgia State, went to West Georgia first and graduated from Georgia State and got my degree in business. And so from there I was like, okay, great. I've got the degree. So now I'm gonna go out there and learn how to manage <laughs> some businesses, right? And so uh I entered into the restaurant industry. So I was there for many, many years. From there I went into real estate. Um when I met my husband He lives. He lived down, so I was in Atlanta, and he lived here in the Florida, Alabama region. And so when I met him, you know, fell in love, all that good stuff. I moved down to where he is, and healthcare was a really big industry here where I live. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go back and get my master's, because that's what you do, right? You get your master's degree, (laughs) and uh, then I would go into healthcare. And it was actually in that phase of my life when I began to notice some things were off. Um, and when I say off, it just felt I was working in a position that was, it was high pressure. And I'm not one that crumbles under pressure necessarily, but I began to recognize that the expectations, the environment, the way I was working, the way I was expected to work, um, the way I was expected to perform, it just wasn't lining up with how My body needed at the time, and so I was really suffering from a lot of anxiety. Like my anxiety flared up. I had never had problems before with anxiety attacks, and I would just have them out of the blue, like in the boardroom. And I'm sitting there, like, "Oh my gosh, not right now, not right now." But you can't. It just you know it happens. You can't stop them. (laughs) No. Uh, So that was something that you know began to get my attention. I thought, "Wow, like, why is this happening? Like, what am I feeling so anxious about?" I didn't think anything was wrong, I knew that I was unhappy in the position I was in, but I you know, I had to keep going. I was like, I've got to keep going. This is what's bringing you know money into our household. I had no concept of what else would be possible because all I knew was like you you go to corporate and work so um, in that space, I ended up being let go from that position, which in hindsight was like a blessing in disguise because my body was quite literally like fighting itself um I had autoimmune issues, anxiety, I had put on weight. Um my daughter was youngest daughter was much younger than I mean the other two were younger two and I just wasn't showing up in a way that I felt proud of for my family and for my kids. Uh so they let me go and so it was in that that stage in that I'd say the few years there where I began to think okay, what what is what, what am I doing? Right? What am I going to do? And it was in a period of time where I was like recovering in the bed because I had had a full-blown anxiety attack and I just had to rest. Like I couldn't get out of bed for two days. And I came across this post or something that this woman was talking about online business and it caught my attention because I thought, who the heck is doing business online? Like that's a thing? (laughs) I was like shocked. I'm like, no way. And so I did some research. Uh, later decided to go to this person's event in Atlanta. Uh, cause my family was there. So I thought, well, I'll visit them and I'll go to this event, see what it's about. And I left there and I went back to my parents' home and my husband was there. And I was like, um, we're going to need to make an investment because I'm starting my business. <laughs> and, uh, it was just this certainty, that knowing of like, I have got to do this. And he fully supported me. He's like, we'll, we'll figure it out make it work. And so that's kind of where the online business thing for me started was in 2016 and started out working with women with on their mindset because that was a really big shift for me learning how to become more aware of myself and my thoughts and the energy I was feeling and how that was translating into the actions I was taking like it was just a huge shift for me. And so did that for a few years and then I was invited into human design. A friend of mine mentioned it to me. She was so excited about it. And I was like, you know, yay, good for you. And she brought it up to me again. And once again, I was like, good for you. Like, I'm happy about something. And then the third time, she's a little more direct. And she was like, like, you need to check this out. Like, go pull your chart. Go see what type you are. And so I did that, Stephanie, and I looked and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm a projector. And then I was like, well, let me figure out what that means. So I went down the rabbit hole of, of human design. Like we all do, <laughs> we learn about it and I just cried. Like I cried tears of just being understood and seen and understanding why I felt like my career path in corporate was so hard and so difficult. It just made complete sense. And I felt like. Someone had taken the sunglasses off and said, "Here you go. Like here's here's what you need to see." And so I went through that journey um, of just using this system, like integrating this system in my own experience first, and then I said, "Okay, I've got to bring this to my clients because I knew that it would really help them um, have gain more clarity and have something to like a, a structure or a framework to work with as they were moving through their journey."
1: Absolutely. And I love I love that you shared that you cried when you understood what your design was because there is that moment of recognition of I'm not, and these are my words, I'm not wrong, I'm not broken. And there's I'm not inequipped to do what it is that I want to do in life. I was just in the wrong environment or I was going about it the wrong way. And something that you and I talked about, I shared with you when we spoke before, was that when I would go through hard times in my life, I would look back to a specific period. And it was the year and a half before my life turned upside down where everything was really just thriving. I was in flow. My business was in flow. I loved everything about my life except the relationship that I was in. And I would scroll back through my Instagram because that's back when we captured just little moments of our life on Instagram. And I would look at it and I would try to figure out what was I doing? And at first I thought it was specific things like, oh, I should be writing by candlelight or sitting out on the patio doing X, Y, and Z. And like, those are all nice things. But I realized years later when I learned about human design, that I was living my design without knowing it. And that every other part of my life where I had been struggling or things had been hard is because I was trying to live up to the conditioning or be what the system or place of business or partner wanted me to be. And so it was very eye-opening to me and it made everything click that it wasn't the specific things that I was doing, but I was living according to my design. I was following what lit me up. And I'm so curious for you if while you were at the corporate job or while you were having those moments of the anxiety and the panic attacks and just genuinely being unhappy, did did you have any stories that you told yourself like something was wrong with you? You just weren't cut out for it? Or did you wonder if maybe it just w- was a mismatch?
0: I definitely had lots of stories, for sure. Um, something that is that I kind of later discovered was a really deep, like ingrained, uh, I'll say wound within me, was that I wasn't capable, right? Like that kept coming up for me because I would look at the women around me and they were doing fine, right? Like they were running their, I was managing um, medical offices. So they were managing their offices. They were taking care of their kids. They were going on vacations and like, they're coming to work and they're like thriving in their career. And meanwhile, I'm looking at myself going, what the heck? Like maybe I'm not capable, right? I can't do this. Or, you know, the other thing that, that plagued me too, was just this feeling of, and I guess inadequate could be the same as, as, as not capable, but just the intellectual inadequacy. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm just not smart enough to be doing what they're doing and I'm missing something. And so I mean, it was a lot of just like this internal dialogue of trying to figure out, okay, what's wrong with me? Because clearly something's wrong with me if everyone else is thriving and I'm over here struggling. <laughs>
1: And systems is such a big part of the conversation we have in the company and on the show for sure and and you and I talked about this, and I'm a manifesting generator, and my partner is a generator, and the workforce, like our way of working and our mindset around that and the way that it is structured is designed by and for generators because we are able to work more, and as a manifesting generator, I work more quickly than a lot of people, and the important thing that I love about human design is the understanding that one is not better or worse. Like there are energetic types that move more slowly, that decide more slowly, that need different environments, need completely different schedules, need even more rest. Whereas I reset energetically every day and generators do that. And I'm not the expert. So we're going to get into all your thoughts on this very soon, but it's that recognition that the system was not designed With everyone's unique energetics in mind. And most jobs and corporations and environments are structured from that place of everybody should be able to work a nine to five and thrive in that. And so there was never anything wrong with you, and there was never anything wrong with anyone else. You were just in the wrong system. You're in a system that wasn't designed to support you, that didn't even consider maybe this person or that person needs to work differently. And so, Thank you for sharing your stories, because I think that's so easy for all of us to start immediately assuming, well, something must be wrong with me if I'm the oddball.
0: Exactly. So easy to do. And and not, there's a part of me that I that used to say, gosh, I should have just spoke up and said, hey, this is what I need. But I think at that time, I didn't really know what I needed because, like, you know, have you heard that saying, like, you don't know what you don't know? Like, that was me. I was just like, well, I've got to make this work. Like, there's no other way. That this you know, so it's fascinating looking back, and I do I'm, I'm very passionate now about looking at okay, everyone's different, and everyone operates different, we have it all have different roles to play, and really being able to acknowledge that
1: absolutely and on this show, a lot of people are familiar with the idea of energetics because I speak to it, but I make it very clear that this is not my expertise i I speak primarily about figuring out how you flow best, how your energy works best, what's the right way for you to be in any situation and to kind of look back and find those times that you were in flow and those times that things just worked and you were happy and you were thriving, what were you doing and to kind of pick it apart like that. But I would love if you could explain what is human design and Why is it so helpful to understand yours? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So human design is this, um, it's a beautiful synthesis of many different like ancient wisdom systems is what I say. So within human design, you have things that some of us are all familiar with, right? There's astrology, there's the the Kabbalah, the Chinese I Ching, um, the chakra system, quantum physics. And it's like, it's all pulled together to create like an energetic blueprint, if you will of you, right? And it's not just a, you know, I've heard some people say, well, it's like a personality test. Like it's deeper than that, right? This is literally on the cellular and energetic level <laughs> of how you are designed, right? How your energy is designed to interact with the world around you, with source, um, in relationships. And the way that I put it, like what came to my mind when I began, you know, researching and studying my design is I said, Oh my goodness, this puts, gives words to energy, right? All of these things that I was feeling or that I thought was wrong, but really they weren't like it, there were words for it. And it's so important because when we understand how we best operate, then we can truly advocate for ourselves and say, no, like, I know that that's not going to work for me. We can create better boundaries. Our communication gets better. Um, We're able to show up more confidently in our skills and our abilities without, and the thing is we can look at what someone else is doing and over time begin to stop comparing ourselves because we realize, you know what, that is her gift. She is amazing at that. And that is wonderful. My gift is this over here, right? So um, so it's, if, if people are new to human design, the way that you get your blueprint is you do need your birth information. So it will ask you for your birth date, your birth time, uh, and where you were born. And the time is very important. I get that question a lot, like, well, what if I don't have my birth time? That's another conversation. There are ways to, you know, to look at that. Uh, but having your your exact birth time is going to give you um, the result that you are looking for that is that is accurate for you. And so within the human design system, it actually categorizes each energy type. And so there's five different types. Some would say four, but I'm going to say five. <laughs> um, and they're by name. And so I'll just kind of give those briefly, if that's okay. So we have our manifestors our generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And each one of them has a different role to play in this world. And so when we look at our manifestors, right, our manifestors, their energy is all about initiating. It's about, uh, you know, change and innovation. And when we hear that saying, I think it's like, I think it's Nike that says, just do it. And we're told that's just go do it, just go do it. Okay. That's for our manifestors, right? Our manifestors are here to do that and to initiate and to get the ball rolling and to really create change. And so after them is the generators and our generators are those who are designed to build, right? They're designed to build, they're designed to master what it is that they love. And I'd like to point that out, like work that they love, right? They can definitely use their sacral energy for other things, but to truly dig deep into their mastering and uh, to get to the that level of mastery that they really want to get to, it's important for them to do work that they love, right? And so what we call them, you know, the builders and, and making sure that they're doing things that light them up in their life. Uh, and then we have manifesting generators, And yes, you're a manifestation generator. so you've got both that manifestor energy and you've got that generating energy. So that manifest energy is that energy of, it's really powerful, again, powerful initiating energy. The generator energy is here to build and here to respond, right? So our generators and manifest generators are here to respond. Um, And that is important because again, if you look at that, it's not solely about this energy of just, all right, let me go make it happen as a manifesting generator, it's like, okay, well, let me do my, we get the, you get the urge, you respond to it, let me inform, tap into authority, which is a whole, again, a different level of that, but you tap into your authority to see what, uh, how you're designed to make decisions and you move from there, right? So, um, okay, let me keep going because I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole of just the manifesting generators. Um, and then we have our projectors, which I'm a projector and projectors are here to guide, right? We're here to guide the energy of others, we are designed to be invited in, to be um, you know asked for our advice. We are very wise. Our projectors are very wise and can see things that others may not see because of how our energy works. Our energy is designed to be focused on the other as a projector. And then we have our reflectors. And our reflectors are those uh, individuals who are here to really tap into and sample the world around them, the energy around them to determine um, the health, the well-being of whatever particular community that they are in. And so when we look at them all together, it's like, okay, we can see what that role is. And if we if we look at this through the metaphor of like a, a play or putting on a play, you've got your initiatives who are like, hey, we're going to go and do this play. Here's what it's going to be about And they're initiating, they're getting the ball rolling. And we have our generators who are like, oh, that sounds like fun. Yes, let's do that. And they get in there and start building the things. Then we have our manifesting generators who are very much multi-passionate. So they're building as well. And also they may have their hands over here on the costumes and hands over here and, you know, the the scripting. Then we have our projectors who are just kind of managing Right. The process. Hey, you know, I think you'd be best if you were over here and why don't we put this there? And what do you think about this? And kind of managing that. And then our reflectors are kind of just sitting back and watching and tapping into, you know, how is this feeling? Right. How are, are we all working together in harmony? Is there something here that that gets to be reflected back that we might need to shift or change? And so when we get that, it's like we can respect like our place and our role and go, oh, okay, I don't need to be all the things. Just need to focus on my part of this and my role of this.
1: Exactly. And your role is not better or worse than someone else's. I think that that's such an important thing to understand that one is not more important and one is not more special or valuable. Like we all work in harmony when we understand our energetics. And something that really, really helped me, because I know that there's so many layers to human design. Like I don't understand the gates and the channels, I understand some of them. There's so much to it. And even which are your open centers and, and is it closed centers? Defined. Defined centers. That influences how you work best. And Something that helped me, and I'm curious what aspects stood out and help you the most and help your clients the most. But what helped me was understanding my not-self is frustration. And what I'm I'm seeking when I know I'm in alignment is when I feel satisfied. And when I learned that about myself, it was like, yes, because I'm I'm always saying I'm frustrated when I feel like I'm using my energy on things that don't light me up or when I'm trapped and I can't use my energy in the way that I want. And to see that that had already been a theme in my life, again, made me realize like, yes, I am wired a certain way. I do operate a certain way. I do have certain tells. There are certain things that I should be seeking. Help me understand that I'm in alignment. So I'd love if you could share what those are for each type and also just how that's helped you step more into your purpose work. Yes,
0: absolutely. So let's run through each type uh, quickly here. So when we talk about, like, as you said, the not self, the not self is definitely our kind of like our guiding light to let us know when we have stepped out of alignment with with who we are. And so in each type has their their not self, and then each type also has their signature, in which your signature is that that um, that feeling, or that energetic that lets you know, like, yes, okay, this is what's right for me. So if we start with our manifestors, the manifestor not self is anger, right? So they're going to, so if you're a manifestor, you're going to feel angry when you are, when you're not in alignment, right? When there's some resistance that's showing up for you. When you are in alignment and on your right path, you're going to feel this sense of peace, right? You're going to feel this sense of just like, oh, this is wonderful. Uh, generators. The not selfish frustration, like, as you mentioned, you're going to have that, that frustration that shows up when you're experiencing that resistance. And then the signature for generators is satisfaction. You feel satisfied. And one when, like, I love to I have generators in my family, my husband's a generator, my one one of my daughters is a manifesting generator. And when I hear them say like, oh God, that was so satisfying. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I see you. Um, and then we have our manifesting generators. And because manifesting generators have the manifestor energy and generator energy, you have the anger and the frustration that can show up, right? But the signature theme, signature theme is that feeling peaceful and full satisfied, right? So more of the satisfaction is going to come through for manifesting generators. And then projectors are not selfish bitterness, um, bitter when we're not feeling recognized or we're not feeling like, you know, things are, are working in our way or bitter when we're depleted and tired that shows up in that space too. And our, um, signature theme is success, right? Just feeling successful. And we'll talk about that in a moment because that was a little tricky for me in my, in my journey. And then, um, reflectors, it is disappointment. Not self is, is feeling disappointed. Right. They can reflect and see the beautiful like potential of humanity. And when it doesn't meet that, it's like, oh, this is so disappointing. Their signature theme is, um oh gosh, I just drew a blank, Stephanie. <laughs> signature theme is, let's see, a surprise. There it was. Surprise, right? They're surprised and delighted. Um, And so for me in my journey as a projector, I don't know, like when I first learned that my not-self theme was bitterness, at first I didn't resonate with it because I was like, I'm not bitter, right? Like I'm not the, I'm not the bitter woman. What are we talking about? <laughs> like that's not who I am. The more that I began to experiment with my design and, rec- and notice when I wasn't being recognized or noticed when I was invited, but wasn't truly recognized, I would notice that bitterness show up. I would notice it show up if I was, you know, kind of stuck in the on mode, which us projectors can get into, stuck in that on, on mode, when I'd be going, 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 and then depleting my energy, I noticed bitterness would show up. I would feel bitter for like, do you not see how hard I'm working? Do you not see like, you know, that whole uh mindset we can get into? And then with the signature theme success, that has been an experience for me to really shift my definition of success. Because when I learned that, I immediately went to this narrative that I grew up with of what success was, right? Because the uh, younger version of me, success was all about, you know, climbing climbing the corporate ladder. What is your title? Um, What part of town do you live in? What kind of car do you drive? How well do you dress when you come to work, right? Like that, that was all like this outer, version of success. And as I've grown in this, I've learned that, wait a minute, mm -mm, success is different for everybody. And so then I had to get clear on what was, what did success mean for me? So I had to start paying attention to when I felt successful. And I noticed it wasn't when, you know, for example, it wasn't when I was having like amazing months in my business, right? Those were great. Don't get me wrong. But when I felt really successful was when I was able to have time to spend with my family. When I was able to just do the simple things, you know, and play a board game or like, you know, cook dinner and watch a movie, um, go to the park, you know, and see a movie like those things felt like, oh, this feels like success to me. And so I share that with not just projectors, but I think everyone in general to be clear on what does success look like for you? Because it doesn't. Necessarily need to look like the next person's or what you maybe have been taught growing up. You get to define that for yourself.
1: Yeah, and I would say that's true of all of them. I mean, I think about peace or satisfaction and not feeling disappointed. Like the way that we each define that is going to be very different because the things that allow us to feel that way are very different because we're all such different people. And I I feel like this speaks very well to the concept and idea of conditioning. And again, kind of going back to the systems conversations, I I really believe that we're all born into this life with the seed of our purpose, the seed of who we're here to be and who we're here to grow into. And how our purpose expresses itself can change throughout life as life shapes us and the times change. Like What we do in terms of our purpose can vary widely throughout our life. So it's not that you were wired to come in and be Human design coach, like this is an expression of your purpose and your fullest expression as a person. And so I really believe that we come into this life with that seed of purpose, like who we're here to be already hard coded into us. And then we enter into these systems. We enter into a family system, a cultural system, a religious system, a societal system. We go into the education system. Like we go into all these systems and we continue to bump into them. And there's so much conditioning that happens from those systems. We learn at a young age what it takes to be safe, secure, successful, to have love and a sense of belonging, how to not get in trouble, how to get through school, how to succeed at work, how to win at this or that. And all of that is simply our subconscious striving to keep us safe. So we start to form these rules about life and who we need to be inside of it. And that's that's my take on conditioning. I feel like that just happens immediately. Like we're not taught and our parents weren't taught and their ter- parents weren't taught to stop and go. Hmm. I wonder what personality type my baby has or what their energetics are or their learning style or whatever it might be. And so it just it happens even with the most loving and well-meaning people around us. But I would love if you could define what conditioning means to you especially inside human design and why it's important for us to recognize and untangle from that.
0: I just love everything you just said. Um, it's so true. So conditioning in human design. So what we call it, we we say deconditioning a lot in human design, right? Because that is one of the uh, purposes of that is to decondition. So in human design, when we talk about deconditioning, it is simply the the process of being able to step outside and move beyond this person that you've become That you thought you needed to become in order to feel safe, in order to feel like you can be seen, in order to feel like you are successful, in order to, you know, um, build your life and survive and thrive. Right? It's all the things that you've taken in, and so we do have in human design. We look at there's different ways that we can be conditioned, and you know, one of those ways, few of those ways, like one is like imprinting. Right? We can definitely come and just kind of imprinted with familial like just it's in the family right it's it's in you it's there and you come into this world with that and it's something that you as you get older you may notice it like oh wait this is a, this is a pattern like in my family right it's something that's been imprinted over generation over generation and then we have you know it's the societal conditioning like the external conditioning um which that can also come from your family as well right that's more of you know behaviors and and conversations you may hear and you know all oh, you've got to show up this way or that way and also in society how you're supposed to be as a as a woman or as a man or you know as a mother as a husband like all these different ways that you're told you need to be and so it's essentially it's like you we become who we think we should be in order to feel safe and it's so fascinating to me like how it's fascinating and also I think wow how intelligent our bodies are and our minds are <laughs> and it is a way of that you know our subconscious looks at you know protecting us and so in human design you know when we talk about the not self it's not just your not self as a particular, as a generator or as a projector right there are other facets too in your design Right. So maybe there are different energetic, energetic themes that show up in your blueprint. And maybe you're operating from the shadow or the conditioned or the not self, whatever you want to call it, frequency of that. And that is the part that I get really passionate about because when we can begin to see, oh wow, like yeah, that has been a theme for me. Right. That you know, feeling uh, you know, making myself wrong for being too sensitive or being told, oh, you're just too sensitive. And then you pull your blueprint and you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm designed to be that way. I am designed to be this sensitive to people and their needs because of what I'm here to do. Like that just opens up people's, you know, um, minds around what is possible. Whereas before it's like, this is wrong. I need to fix it. Don't know how to work with it. And so when we do the deconditioning work and it's all around that. And so for me specifically, like when I was um, early in my deconditioning, for me, it was deconditioning out of operating like a generator. Which
1: I'm sure a lot of people have to do, because, again, the world is built around how generators work.
0: Exactly. And so that was a big piece for me. And then looking at my, my parents, I'm like, oh, okay, wait, I was raised by a manifesting generator with a lot of like emotional energy. And I was also raised, but my father was a a generator. So I've got all this generator energy that I've been imprinted with and conditioned with. And so the biggest piece for me was, wow, like realizing, oh my gosh, I don't have to work like that. (laughs) You know, I am not here to try to prove myself and say, oh, look how hard I can work. And that I think was one of the things that really brought tears to my eyes because I could see, like, myself really trying to work really hard and burning myself out and, and at the at the you know um, at the expense of my health and my well-being cuz so I'm like I've got to do this I have to show up this way
1: what was it like for you as you deconditioned to kind of reorient to yourself and your life and your family and your relationships was it difficult? Was there any challenging moments or was it fairly straightforward?
0: I think it was definitely challenging. And Yeah, it was challenging because as much as it took practice, that's what I'll say. And I'm still practicing because quite honestly, it's like when you're used to, it's almost like, you know, your mind is is used to operating in a certain way. And so I would notice that like when things were fine, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to my schedules together. I'm gonna to make sure I don't, you know, work myself too much and I'm going to rest and make sure that I have a good bedtime routine and all this good stuff. But it's those moments when life throws you a curveball when I notice I would go back into those um the the pattern of like, oh, okay, I gotta I gotta work hard, I gotta make sure that I do this, or oh, things are looking like a little scarce in the business. Oh, let me hustle, let me get in there and do this. Those are the moments that I think were challenging because what it required, it required me to trust my energy and trust myself and trust that, okay, I, I can operate how I have been practicing. I can operate in that way. I don't need to shift into overdrive. I can stay in this energy that I am in and things will be okay. And I'm telling you, that was hard.
1: I relate to that so much. I, I learned several years ago, finally, that it doesn't work for me to try to make things happen, like, especially in my business to try to bring clients in, like, even though I'm the manifesting generator and I guess I'm more wired to hustle, it doesn't work for me to just like do all the things that I don't want to do. I have to work on my energy of being satisfied, of doing what brings me joy, And like stripping away all of the things that frustrate me or don't feel right, or I don't have the energy for anymore. And it was so counterintuitive because again, especially as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of that hustle culture mentality and just try harder and push harder and send more emails and do more Facebook lives and whatever it is. And I finally learned that that's not what works for me. What works for me is if, if things slow down, if there's not enough money to focus on the things that bring me joy, to focus on my energy and to get that in the right spot. And then I become magnetic or I see the path. I'm able to then respond to the path that's right for me. You're so right that it's so challenging at first, especially when you've been conditioned to be a different way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it is a, for me, it's been a trust game. I feel like it's like a trust fall, right? It's like, okay, <laughs> here we go. And just knowing that you're going to be Okay. So that was, it was a lot of work behind the scenes on just, gosh, re-regulating my nervous system to not like go into this freak out mode, you know, and to learn how to relax and to remain calm and, you know, knowing what to do in order to help myself get there. That was, that was huge, you know, and I think that even before human design, I was doing things to kind of regulate my energy. But once I found human design, I was like, oh, okay, this is how I get to put this together and how I can, can you know, um, bring this together with the deconditioning work so that I can lead myself through this right, without feeling like I'm going to lose it.
1: <laughs> and you being surrounded your whole life by so many generators... Was there anything either with your parents or your husband or maybe other people in your life or even other energy types where it was difficult or challenging for you to be like, hey, I know I've been trying to operate the same way as you for most of my life, but I'm not going to do that anymore. Was there any renegotiating or reorienting there?
0: I think that, like, I'll use my husband for an example. He is a generator, right? and so. For me, it was then because I was armed with, okay, this is how I'm designed to operate. I then got to have conversations with him to say, listen, you know, I cannot, I mean, because he's someone that can, you know, he'll stay up late and get up early in the morning. And let me tell you, I would do that with him for a couple of days. And like by the, like the the second half of that second day, I was done. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can I not like get through my day? And so I did have to have that conversation to say, You know what i I need to go to bed earlier, and so if there if there is something that you know you want us to do together, if you want us to watch a show together, do something, can we please do it at an earlier time and this is the reason why um I began like setting boundaries around um I guess you could say like access right, and I heard you talking about this on your uh last episode, I think when you were talking about notifications on your phone, and I know that may seem like okay what but that was pulling a lot of my energy. So I needed to get really clear on this, like, take those off, you know? Um, You know, conversations with, you know, my mom and, you know, when she would just call me at whatever hour of the day, right? And that's kind of a challenging conversation. Like, okay, look, mom, I cannot answer the phone after this time because I am unwinding. I am getting myself prepared to go to sleep and, you know, all that good stuff. It's, and it was challenging for me because i am sensitive to the emotions of other people and so i would find myself wanting to avoid the conversation so i wouldn't so i didn't have to feel their emotions but then i knew that that wasn't really serving me anymore um i mean that was that's probably the biggest thing and even when we go on family vacations for example i will sneak away by myself i will say hey like i need to just i'm going to go out and go for a walk by myself or You know, one time we was at Universal Studios and they, we were together all day and and they were like, we're going to go get ice cream. I was like, you know what? Y'all go and get ice cream. I'm going to go over here and just sit down and just chill for a little bit, gather myself. Y'all have a good time with that. And so my husband's been so supportive with understanding. And that's, and I think, and I feel like I'm really blessed um, with that because it could be the other way around, right? Where there's, you know, a little bit of tension there because I'm creating these boundaries. Um, uh, but it has also allowed me to look at our kids differently. My daughter is a projector, and so teaching her how to set boundaries with her energy and helping her understand, okay, when you come home from school, like give yourself a minute to decompress, right? Go sit in your room, go chill out for a bit. We don't need to dive into homework and all that just yet. <laughs> just let yourself relax a bit and then we can get into that. Um yeah, I think that's the biggest piece. And last thing I will say. I did have to then also create boundaries with my clients and get really clear on, like, I remember specifically, I was like, okay, I cannot be taking client calls like Monday through Friday. That is not going to work for me. Like I need to know like what days am I having my calls on and what is the time block that I'm doing that in. And that, oh my gosh, that helped me so much because my energy, I knew how to prepare myself and it wasn't just being pulled all over the place.
1: Absolutely. I I do the same thing. And I think talking about that illustrates what I want to talk about next so perfectly of we're allowed to do things the way that works best for us. And when we do that from a place of really being in alignment and really being grounded and rooted in who we are, then when we bump up against people that are like, you can't do that, or I don't like it, it's much easier to navigate that and to even get them on board what you need because you're just like, this is how I am. So, so knowing yourself is so important. And I, you know, early on in my business, I realized that I don't I don't want to be on phone calls. I, I like to do the podcast interviews, both for our shows and to be on other people's shows. I like to connect with certain people, but most people in my life know not to call me. I won't answer unless you're in the very small inner circle. Calls have to be scheduled at certain times on certain days everything we do on the design side of the business is primarily by email. And I remember really early in deciding like, this is what works best for me. This is how I can keep myself happy and energized and loving my life. People were like, you can't do that. People, they want to be on the phone. You have to talk to them on the phone and you can't not have calls on Mondays and Fridays. And it's like, well, that's what I'm going to do. So if they don't like it, they can go somewhere else. And I would have like prospects be like, well, I want to give you money, but I want to have calls all the time. And it's like, well, then I'm not the right person for you. Like I'm not wrong and you're not wrong. We're just not aligned. And I have built a thriving business based on how I work best. And it was scary at certain times to do that because I knew I was going to push people away who didn't want to work with me the way that I work. But I also had to trust, like you talked about earlier, that if I am living in my alignment, that I'm going to then align with and magnetize different people and opportunities. And I have, I have the best clients who are like, they totally get it. I have the most amazing friends and my family is finally on board with like, you just don't call her, <laughs> you know, like you text her and she may or may not come to things like, and so I'm curious what you have to say about this to people who feel like they're in situations or they have partners or people around them that are not, and likely will not, at least at first, be supportive of them being like, okay, I'm I'm learning all of this about myself and here's what I really need. For me, I have found that that really knowing yourself and really being grounded in it is so important first because then nobody can undermine that. Nobody can be like, well, you're an idiot. You just don't know how to run a business. Or, well, you're just not a nice person because you're not making time for me on Fridays at 8 o'clock p.m. because you want to read a book before you go to bed. <laughs> so having that anchoring has really helped me and I've seen that help my clients, but I'm curious what you would say to those people who are like, I want to own my energy type and be in alignment and start to live life the way that works for me, but my boss isn't gonna be on board and my partner is gonna throw a fit and whatever else.
0: So I I love this question because what I have found in my own experience and then like experience in working with clients is, you're going, you're going to have those that are supportive and they're like, wonderful. You're going to have those that are like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't like this. You're this, you're that. And in that place, it is, I like to set the expectation and say, listen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. People are going to push back. Your boss may push back, right? Your spouse may push back. It's at that point that it's like, okay, what you get to decide, you get to decide what this gets to look like, and let's use the example of, of of a boss, for example, right? You go to your boss and you say, "Hey, like you know, this is what would really work best for me." You know, I understand this about myself now. You will get the most productivity out of me if I'm able to do it this way. Blah blah blah. You say all the things, and that boss looks at you and they're like, "Yeah, that's not going to work." Okay, you then have a choice to make. And the thing is, when we begin to take, you know full responsibility for our lives, for our energy, it's going to come with making some hard decisions. And so at that point, if we're using that example, it is, okay, what what do you get to do next? Right? You don't need to do something in that moment. You can simply just say, okay, like um, thank you for letting me know that. But then from that point on, after that, it's what are you now going to do? Right? You can choose to kind of repress and just you know play go back into your shell um or some will kind of be reactive and like oh well I'm I'm quitting then right but I would invite you to say let's step into that middle space a little bit and begin to connect with yourself and tap into what it is you really want then what do you really want and i think that that power people understanding that they have a, the power to choose is a big deal. Like you get to choose. I remember I was working with a client and her and I were, we were just talking about some tough like family issues that she was moving through. And I remember saying those words to her. I said, well, you do know, like at this point, I'm like, you now get to choose how you are going to show up in this particular relationship. You get to decide the kind of woman that you're going to be, regardless of how they want to act over there. You get to decide how you're going to show up and interact in that space. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Because I think for, you know, often what happens is we get pulled into the people who can't support that for whatever reason. We get pulled into and entangled in their energy of being upset or what they're saying about us. And we begin to identify with it. And at that moment, we then just kind of give our power away and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We can talk. And so there's something, but when we stand in our power and in our truth, there's something amazing that happens internally right? You, your, your self-trust meter just begins to kind of go up and up and up because you realize that you've got your own back and that you're going to be okay. And a lot of my relationships have shifted, but the dynamics have shifted because of the changes that I have chosen to make. And there have been some tough conversations you know, especially with family. Well, I feel like Kendra, you're acting like this, or I feel like that, you know, you're just being selfish, or I feel like this or that. But to your point, when you understand and, I, and you're grounded in who you are and what you stand for and what you're about, that no longer bothers you. There was a point in time when particular people in my family would say that I was selfish and I would just crumble in a bowl. I'm like, but I'm not selfish. I care and all this. And now when I hear that, I go, oh, that's interesting that that's your experience because that's not my experience. And you no longer begin to take on that person's experience. And at this point, like I'm a big proponent for helping people understand that they are responsible for how they choose to respond. Now I'm not saying like there can be other things in the way that have you responding the way that you're responding. I get that, right? Uh, but I always will tell people, if someone says to me, well, Kendra, you're making me feel this way, I'm like, oh no, 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 <laughs> let's talk about this, right? Let's have a conversation about this because I want you to own how you're feeling, right? If you are upset with me that I am okay with that, but let's own this and talk about it and and see how do we get to move forward. And that's my approach that I take with things now, like when I'm having those difficult conversations. I hear what you said and I honor what you're saying because you know what? That is your experience. I will never discount how someone is saying they're feeling because that is their experience. I get that. So knowing that that is your experience and knowing that this is now how I'm choosing to show up, how do you best think you and I can come together and make this work? Or maybe we can't.
1: There's so much there that I want to speak to. You just said so much amazing, brilliant things. And for now, because I know we're getting close on time, I want to say for anybody who is, struggling with taking things personally, or taking on other people's experiences, like I did a whole episode on the perception model and not taking things personally We'll link to that in the show notes. But one thing I do want to speak to that you shared so perfectly and beautifully is the power of choice. And I want to speak to the people who I know are out there who are like, well, you guys just don't get it. I don't have a choice. I can't just quit my job. I can't just leave my marriage. I can't just up and move. And it's like, you can, and you're choosing not to, and you're choosing not to based on circumstances, right? Like you're choosing not to, because you don't have the money yet. You don't have the means yet. It's not the right time. You don't have another job lined up. And the reason I want to highlight that is not because we're like, go choose the thing you want right now, but because you're still, you still have that power and that freedom. You're choosing to stay. I had a client once who was Really wanted to leave a job. It was making her sick and miserable, and she could not find anything else. And she was feeling really trapped. And I know that feeling of feeling trapped, especially if we have trauma around that, is like overwhelming. And something that really helped her and has helped me over the years is that reminder of you're still there, you're still miserable, you still don't want to be. That's still all the bad, uncomfortable, awful things. But remember that you can leave, you can make a change. You're actively choosing not to for whatever reason. And so even just owning that gives us a little bit more space and leverage to breathe and be like, okay, I'm not trapped. This is not happening to me. I do have options. I'm just not taking them right now, or I haven't come across them yet, or I'm waiting for the right one.
0: That is powerful because you're right. Cause sometimes like I do believe in timing, right. And sometimes it may not be the right time, But then when you can recognize that and be honest with yourself, like I'll do that to myself sometimes in my journal. I'm like, okay, Kendra, let's get real. Like, why have we not done something about this yet? (laughs) And I'll say, well, it's because of this, but I'm scared to have the conversation or this is what's coming up. Or I just don't feel like the timing is right right now. But in that, for me, when I'm having that conversation with myself, I'm like, okay, well, I know that there's options there. Let me just give myself some more time to do what I need to do to get myself to that place or to build up my courage or whatever it is that I know that I need to do to take the step. Right. And a lot of the times I've learned too, when I can step out of that space of when I can allow myself to in those moments when things, when the walls feel like they're closing in to really get laser focused on, okay, okay, Let me, you know, let me calm my body down for a moment. Let me get myself centered. When I can do that, I can then see like, oh, okay, like this doesn't feel good. It is very uncomfortable and I do not like this, but I'm capable of moving through this. It may look messy, right? I mean, let's be real. Like sometimes when you move through it, it may look a little messy, but I know that I can get to the other side, right? And reminding. You know, I would encourage those of you that are listening to this and you're maybe you're in that space to think about. I'm sure there were moments somewhere in your life where you can see that, wow, I made it through that. Wow, I got through that particular situation. That you can kind of hold on to and say, okay, like I know that I can do this. I just might need some more time. I may need to have some conversations about it. Maybe need to go read a book about it, like whatever it is, um, it's there.
1: Mm, so true. I just want to keep talking to you forever. You know that already. I adore you. but to to wrap things up, please tell people all the different ways that they can work with you, where they can find you and learn from you. And we're going to link to all of that in the show notes as well, but please share everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am very active uh, on social, so you can find me on Instagram over at Soulful Success by Design. I love to share my writings over there and um, we'll be sharing some more educational pieces like around human design in that space. Uh, You can also find me on my website at KendraKWoods.com. And there, I mean, you know, that for me, that space is kind of where everything, you know, is housed. You can learn more about me. You can learn more about, you know, my coaching that I do, private coaching. Um, I do human design readings. You can read all about that there and what that looks like. Those are the two main places. I would say that you can connect with me and find out all the things. And uh, right now, my focus is really just lasering in on this beautiful system of human design and helping people to understand it um, in a way that is simplified. I think I said this to you the other day like, I'm, let's, I want to simplify the things,
1: (laughs) right? And it makes a world of difference. I would encourage everybody definitely get your birth information, pull your chart understand your energy type and all of that. But having a one-on-one reading, especially with somebody like Kendra, like that's going to help you understand the nuance of your type. because There's so much that goes into it and you will feel so seen and things will make so much sense and things will begin to maybe not be easy, but be more easeful because there'll be less tension, at least inside yourself. You won't be fighting your own wiring, trying to be something that you're not. And so, yeah. Check the show notes for links. Kendra, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Stephanie.